Monday, and you know what that means. Welcome to Throne Zone Season 3 Finale. This is your captain speaking, along with Sir Daniel of House Trimmings. The end has come, and now our two-year wait begins for Season 2 of House of the Dragon. Um, we didn't get to discuss Episode 9, so this will be a double whammy. Um, so before we begin, you can raise your banners by giving us a like and a follow on social media, of course, at Throne Zone UK. Um, so episode 9, actually, you know what? 9 and 10 were kind of split. So 9 was about the greens, 10 was about the blacks. So yeah. that was kind of a nice balance. Um, so let's kick things off with episode 9. Obviously, we saw Viserys on his deathbed right at the end of episode 8. Episode 9 dealt with the immediate aftermath of his death, which was mainly uh, Alicent trying to keep it hush-hush as long as possible until they had a plan in place. And, you know, I think it did a, they did an amazing job, you know, because at the same time, you go from one moment kind of feeling bad for Allison, but at the same time, like, not, like, because you realize that Otto was duping her the whole fucking time. Oh, yeah, he, he's been the catalyst in all of her uh, motivation. Because like, he be, she because there was that line where she said, "You mean to tell me that you have been planning to install my son as king behind my back?" Yeah. I mean, I would go so far as to say because I, I started rewatching the series yesterday, and it was Otto's idea to name Rhaenyra as as heir to begin with. Yeah. Which I think that was just his way of getting Damon out of the way. Yeah, I think he's just taken it step by step and just reacted to everything that's happened that's out of his control. Like, obviously, he had no idea. Well, he couldn't have predicted that Viserys was eventually going to have a son or two sons. By the book, there's three. There's three boys and uh, that's right. Yeah, I think it's Daron. Daron, I think is the third, but he could still be out there. They could bring him in. I think they intend to bring him in, from what I read in season two. Because it, at this point in the book, he's in in Old Town. Yes, that's right. Which yeah. But I, I thought it was, you know, episode nine was very well done. You know, we, uh, you know, it's like, okay, well, we got to find this little bastard. Yeah, episode nine was very much where the fuck is Aegon. Um, it was probably one of the best episodes of the season, if not the best. Um, literally, the whole episode was about finding Aegon before mm -hmm. they could make any kind of announcement. And yeah, you, you did kind of feel sorry for Allison at times because... She, it was, at times it was almost as if she didn't want to go ahead with putting Aegon on the phone. Like, she knew she, there was going to be some kind of rebellion. There was going to be some kind of backlash. And also, she felt a little betrayed by the whole small council of plotting this behind her back. And I think she also realizes, you know, right or wrong, um... I think it's also trying to control to 
to borrow a phrase from a, a certain sports entertainment promotion, she's trying to control the narrative. Yeah. And she's trying to control Aegon so that he doesn't become a monster because she knows if her father has the control over him, he's going to be a monster. Yeah, and there's another old saying as well, like, uh, everybody talks shit until shit happens. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as Azeris died, then it became a reality, like, shit, now we have to act. It's always kind of been a fantasy that Aegon should be on the throne. But now, not only do you have to put him... Well, you don't have to, but... You need a new king, or queen. And you were the only person in the room when Viserys told you that he wanted Aegon on the throne. Which he didn't, you just misheard it, which makes it even worse. But in her mind, that's what he he said. He thought he was talking to his daughter. He thought he was talking to Rhaenyra. Yeah, in her mind, she thinks she's doing the right thing. But at the same time, she was the only witness. So it's her word against everybody else's. And she obviously doesn't know how the rest of the realm is going to react because most of them did declare for Rhaenyra. And, you know, you have that scene where, like, they they have all, well, not all the lords, but a good number of lords there. And they say, well, who's going to bend the knee? And the ones that didn't are imprisoned. Yeah. Anybody who does speak up against it gets their head smashed into the table. <laughs> and you have that one. Oh, that, now was that an act? I, I have to think that was an act. It was an act. Yeah, they all put it like, I think it was an accident, but he didn't have any remorse for it. Like he was like, no. oh, well. At, whereas Allison's just like, oh, boy, what's, what are we doing here? I, I always liked Lord Beesbury as well. He always seemed he to want to do the right thing. He was very honorable, yes, and he paid for it. Um, so he, I think his death was an accident, but at the same time, you talk shit, you find out what happens. Like, it, Kristen Cole, like, dude, it's been 20 years. Get over it. <laughs> there was a point where I really liked Kristen Cole. But now it's like, dude, you were rejected. Right. Like every Everybody at one point in their life has been rejected. <laughs> like, dude, it's 20 years. Get over it. And there was the one knight, the one Kingsguard. I can't remember the character's name. He was uh, the guy that played Dwalin in the Hobbit series. Right. He's like, he had honor. He's like, he's like, no, this isn't what we do. Yeah, this isn't what we signed up for. And you thought like he was going to take out Kristen Cole. He came very close. And I think he would have. But his role, he like he took off the cloak. He's like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Um, I got to think he's going to head. He's probably heading to Dragonstone. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Same as the twins, Eric and Eric. Yeah. But like like I said, you you go you go from kind of feeling bad for Allison being like at the same time thinking. Dude, come on. Yeah. And and then, of course, we had the scene. The infamous scene from episode nine with Larry Strong. Um, yeah. 
Like, I get it, but I don't really understand why that was the only scene people have really been talking about from episode nine, because people are okay with mass, weekly mass reproductive incest and heads getting smashed in. And dragon. Very very violent death, but they're disturbed by this scene, which, by the way, features a guy that's already firebombed his entire family. And a woman who married her best friend's father, who's over twice her age, and she was barely out of her teens. Yeah. And let's <laughs> forget Game of Thrones, season one, episode one. Daenerys Targaryen, who I think was like 12 at the time, 12 or 13. In the books, yeah. she. I think she was like 17 in the in the series. Yeah. And you see her getting it on with Khal Drogo, like, that's okay? Yeah, not in a very pleasant way either. No. I mean, that's basically assault. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. But, um, no, we're, we're freaked out by House of the Dragons OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's a, Allison, right or wrong, realizes she's in over her head. Yeah, she's... And knows it now. Like, she knows it. She's got herself stuck in a corner. And Larry Strong, he's not an idiot. Like, he's probably one of the... He's probably the smartest person in the room. Oh, most of the time, yeah. Um, He's very, obviously, very, very manipulative... But, like, he he literally does have her over a barrel. Yeah. Because all he would have to do is, you know, because he's, oh, his side is himself. You know, all he, like, if she says something that displeases him, goes to Dragonstone and says, hey, look, this is what happened. This is what I did. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to die for it, but then... Eventually, I think. But at the same time now, they don't have Viserys to worry about. Like, he he was an insurance policy for a lot of people, especially Rhaenyra. But now, what what consequences is she going to face from her son, who really doesn't give a shit about a lot of things? Yeah. You know, it's... uh, You have Aegon, who never... You know, and what is it with it, with Aegon Targaryens not wanting it? <laughs> he, he didn't. Said it. He said, "I don't want it." Yeah, that was a nice callback. Um, he didn't want it until he was faced with the people. The whole coronation scene was very Game of Thrones. Such an epic scene. Oh yeah. Um, and, you know, I think we're also glossing over a moment where when they're trying to find him. And you go into the Kitty Fight Club, and you realize, hey, Aegon's got a bastard out there. Yeah, that that I mean, it wasn't ignored so much. Like they obviously did put some attention on it, but it kind of flew under the radar a little bit. So I mean, is that going to come into play in season two? I mean, it could, but at the same time, like Robert Baratheon had a lot of bastards. Hanging around, yeah, and well, I mean, most of them died, except for that one. Except for that one who uh, 
should have been bigger than he was. Yeah. <laughs> that last episode when, like, you literally had, like, five people in that area who had to claim to the throne. Yeah. All he had to do was stand up and be like, uh, yeah, son, son of a king here. I was legitimized, so... Pick me. <laughs> um, and the worst thing is, we haven't even gotten started on Aegon yet. We really haven't seen the worst of him, and we're gonna. Oh yeah, because like I, wa- I was watching the uh, the after the show, you know, where they kind of do like the the summary and like the crew and all that talks about it, and they brought up the point where how he didn't want it and. You know, Aegon has daddy issues because let, let's be real. Viserys never loved it. Never loved Alicent's children. No. It, Half the time you forget they even were his. Um, honestly, I think it's that with Rhaenyra, she reminded him of his wife, his his love, Aemon. Yeah. And I think the only reason he married Alicent and had those kids was out of duty. Yeah, I mean, when Emma did die, he was in no rush to get remarried. He, everyone was just kind of pressuring him into it. Yeah, and it, I think at the same time, like, he even said it. Like, Aegon's like, you know, he never loved me. And, you know, he didn't want it. Hell, he tried to give it to Aemond. Yeah, which is interesting because Aemond has all the makings of a king he wanted to fr- he would have liked to uh to be king he would he have liked said, to have been first in line like when they found him he said he said to Aemon, he said it should why don't he said you take it you know he said i'm not suited to be king you are and yeah. just said you will have no arguments from me basically saying you're right yeah like Aemond has always taken an interest in the politics of things. Aegon has never given a shit. And I think Aemond would would be an even worse king. Oh, yeah. He's definitely much more twisted. He's cool. Well, at the moment, he's much more twisted. We still, like I said, we still haven't seen what's to come from Aegon. And that's one of the more foreboding things about the whole coronation scene. Like, you know, it's bad because of the repercussions that it's going to cause. But if you kind of have an idea of what's to come from Aegon, like, I don't know what he's going to do, but I know he's going to do a lot of bad things. It makes that whole coronation that whole much more daunting. Because he, he got that little taste of power that he yeah, got. Yeah, and you can see it change. He wanted, because he, he never got his father's love. But when he got the adoration of the people. Yeah. Love, like, it flipped the switch. You know, it, it made him think, so this is what it's like. And he's gonna he's gonna do whatever he wants now. Yeah, who who's gonna stop him? Apart from his sister, which is funny because the whole time, you know, Allison was saying, you know, if you don't do something, Rhaenyra's gonna kill you. She's gonna yeah. kill you and your brothers. And that was kind of also like the thing that made him kind of agree to it. Like, yeah, okay, let's let's go, let's do it. Which is funny because now it's the other way around, like. Because yeah, high towers are like, yeah, we gotta take care of all threats. Um, and then of course, Rainus's gate crashing, which I don't believe was in the 
books? I don't think so. If I, so what happens in the books is she is imprisoned in her room in King's Landing. That much did happen. Uh, Sir Eric with an E. Which why they have the basically the same fucking name, Eric and yeah. R. Uh, Eric kind of breaks her out. Rainey steals Viserys' crown. Yeah. And they get to the dragon pit and they both escape on Maylees. And ride to Dragonstone and inform her about her father. And Rainey's places the crown on on Rhaenyra's head. Yeah, I thought it was different. Um, but I mean, it was a great addition. And obviously, people who aren't familiar with the books whatsoever, obviously, were obviously screaming at the the uh, the screen. Just just say just say Dracarys. But then, of course, if she did, we wouldn't have got another three seasons to go. Um, I know what happens, and I wanted it to happen. <laughs> Like you but, for a second she had thought about it like she was thinking about it yeah but at the same time you know Rainis is bigger than that she's not yeah. just cold-blooded murder i mean um, if she wanted to she could have done it and then she could have sat her happy ass on the throne herself and been like yeah but she said herself she's come to terms with it she's accepted the fact that she was never queen and if it, I, I really wish more people would watch the after the show where they even said, you know, she realized it was not her war to start because she knew she does this. It's game on. Yeah. And she, she knew there was going to be a war anyway. Oh, yeah. But it wasn't her war to start. No. I mean, she's going to pick a side, but she's not going to be the one to kick things off. She did. The, I mean, it sucks because she could have ended it right there. But she did the right thing. Yeah. Argumentative as that point may be. It was the right thing to do. You know, all's love in war and dragons. Yeah. <laughs> um, because of all this epic scale and everything, I kind of feel like episode nine should have been the finale. Yeah. Like episode 10, um, as much as I enjoyed the episode, it didn't feel like a finale. It, it felt like a penultimate episode to something it didn't feel like it was setting up the next season it felt more like it was setting up the next episode and we're not going to get that for another two years now it should have been a double episode yeah um like you like, could have very easily have had all that happening at once yeah honestly they could have done with a few more episodes because the pace has actually been pretty fast every time you blink there's a new kid yeah <laughs> which i i don't foresee there being any any time jumps? No. There shouldn't be now anyway because, I mean, the way we ended the series, you can't really leave much of a gap between that in terms of the story. Um, but on a high note, in the final episode, Rhaenyra is proving to be exactly what Daenerys should have been. Yeah. Her throne was literally stolen and before she even found out that her father was dead. Everyone around her is telling her to attack. She knows she's got more dragons than they do, and yet she still shows restraints. She she doesn't well, act rash. She 
she said herself she wants to know who her allies are before she goes in guns blazing. Well, not only that, but she said, I don't want to rule over, you know, ash and bone. Yeah, and Daenerys said that too, but she did. Like, she's literally, she's got everybody, including her uncle husband, telling her, I mean, she, let's be realistic. She could have taken her dragons and just taken it over and, you know, she'd be queen already. Like, Yeah. Um, and Damon was also very interested in this final episode. It was very much more like the Damon we were introduced to. Like, he's bloodthirsty, he's angry, um, and, and very aggressive. Like, that's the first time we've actually seen him aggressive towards Rhaenyra. Yeah. Put hands on her. Yeah. Just when we were starting to like you, Damon. Chill out a little bit. But at the same time, like, like everyone's saying, like, oh, he said they murdered, you know, they murdered him, Viserys. Yeah, which so we don't know. You saw him. Like, dude was out of it. You had to help him up to the throne. Right. <laughs> like, but, I mean, we, we don't know if the High Towers did anything to enhance or make his condition worse. You know, with all the milk of the poppy... He was drugged out of his mind. Yeah. Until he finally refused medication. But at the end, I think they just gave it to him. Yeah. Here you go, Take your medicine. He was dying anyway. I don't think they they sped it up. No. I. Uh, If anything, it took him a long time to die. You could tell at the the dinner that he was... He was on his last leg. Um... But Damon did, like, he played a bigger role than I think we realized in episode 10, obviously, oh, wow. with uh, Vermifor, however you pronounce it, Vermifor yeah. or Ver. Um, right. Because it hasn't really been explained why that particular dragon is so important. For, for the folks that don't know, the two largest dragons right now are Vagar and Vermithor. Vermithor uh, right now doesn't have a rider. It was previously ridden by uh, King Jaehaerys Targaryen, who was mm. the predecessor to Viserys. And this dragon's big. Yeah. I mean, we only got a glimpse of just how big he was to scale. He, he's huge. Like, just slightly smaller than Vagar. Yeah, um, Damon did mention that there's three wild dragons on Dragonstone too. One of which you mentioned um, this week, Cannibal, which I don't know if we're going to see. I hope we do. We are because he's yeah, a big boy too. Hope to see him in season two. Um, now, Cannibal, which you know people hear them, they think, well, he, what does a cannibal do? People, it eats their own. Cannibal is a big bastard. So I guess we're supposed to see him. And I think we will because there's going to be a lot more dragons. Yeah. And the fact that we haven't seen him or any of the other two wild dragons 
kind of sh- tells you how big Dragonstone actually is. Oh, yeah. Like, all we ever see is the beach and the castle. We don't really realize how big Dragonstone is. Oh, yeah. And, like, it was nice to actually see more of Dragonstone because before this, all we ever really saw was, you know, the throne room. Yeah. And the, the table. And the bridge. Yeah. And <laughs> how cool was it to see the uh, the table lit up? That was very, very cool. Like, props to whoever thought of that. And I also couldn't help think, who had the time to do all this carving into the table? Like, but just the the set design on this whole show has just been incredible. Yeah. We've uh, we've seen a lot more of Dragonstone than we ever did in Game of Thrones, that's for sure. And... I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. Yeah. And, you know, we saw the miscarriage scene, you know, which. God, that was hard to watch. It was. Um, and at the same time, like it's at the in the backdrop of Damon still trying to put all these pieces together for an invasion. And it's just like one extreme against another. And she was screaming for Damon like she was yeah. there. And at the same time, it almost kind of felt like, well, now she can focus on the war. Like, it was almost like it was just kind of in the way. Yeah. And yeah. maybe that's how maybe that's how Damon felt. Probably. But at the same time, like, you, you kind of, in a way, feel bad for Damon because, like, this is the second child that he's lost. Yeah. Then the kids, like Lysaris and Jaceris, seeing their mother go through that. And it, Jaceris actually getting lines this episode. Like, the kid <laughs> actually talks. Well, I mean, the, it was, there should have been some focus on those two strong boys because obviously yeah. we lost one of them. Very strong boys. Very Lord Strong. Eamon just loves to take those digs. Well, I, um, I would say, like, you see, it looks like Damon's about to send them to King's Landing, and just Sarah's stepping up and just saying, no, we're not doing this. Yeah, big mistake. And Damon kind of looking at him like, you little shit. Like, <laughs> like I'm sorry, but Jaceris is technically not... Is, Prince of Dragonstone, like he's the heir. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, Damon has a lot more military experience, um, and he obviously didn't appreciate being undermined by a how, how old is he? Seventeen, probably. Jaceris. Um, I mean, for lack of a better term, his son. Yeah, I mean his stepson. And I, slash I, nephew. I think, I think it was that great moment where he also said. You want to see how to lead? Follow me. And yeah. there's that scene where, you know, they're talking to the two Kingsguard and Caraxes, you know, kind of comes down and, you know, Jaceris did need to see that. Like, he did need to see this is what you may have to do. Yeah. And at the same time, I don't 
really think Damon needed to do that because I'm pretty sure those two knights are committed yeah. to Rhaenyra. Like, there was no need to threaten them. <laughs> They're on your side. I think that was just Damon's way of being <laughs> Damon. Like, yeah. <laughs> and we also got to see Caraxes again, um, I mean, who's a very intimidating dragon. Oh, yeah. They say that the dragon has a mere personality of the rider. Yeah. And with Caraxes, you see it. Yeah, it's this. I think it's the neck too. It's snake-like, and there is yeah. some snake-like qualities to Damon at times. Yeah. Um, but I mean, he was also very brilliant in in episode nine. Oh yeah. Like I, I think I, it was actually a meme. Actually, like waiting, him and Rhaenyra are just sitting in the room waiting for Alicent to come up, and as soon as she walks in the room, Damon's over her shit already. He's just like this, this bitch. <laughs> Like she um, one word, and he's just like, can yeah. you just stop? Can you just hurry this up, please? Like, I got, I got, I got shit to do. <laughs> but, and there was that line where, you know, where Otto arrives, and, you know, then Renera's and Renera could have ended it right there. Like, yeah, well, she could have ended Otto anyway. But I, I love that scene because it is, again... A callback to episode one when we saw the three of them on the bridge. Yeah, and you know, gives the terms, and instead of Renera kind of turning it down, our you hear Damon say, "I would rather feed my sons to dragons than send them to your court." Yeah, it was very um, condescending of Otto to say, "Oh, one can be a cupbearer, you know, one can be a squire." No, they're princes. They're not going to squire for anybody. No, like, those terms were insulting. Right, and he knew that. There's no way he went there expecting those terms to be accepted. Well, not only that, but you got to realize, like, they would kill, they'd kill those kids. Yeah. Because they're a threat. If anything, maybe it was all a ploy to just get them to King's Landing and then slice the throats. Yeah. You know, whether Otto did it or Aemond or Aegon, one of the three of those would do it. Yeah. Um, And Aemond, of course, we knew right from the get-go was a loose cannon, and he kind of proved it at the end of this episode. Yeah. But we did get that cool shot where he removes the eye patch and you see the sapphire. Yeah. Um, but you just knew something was gonna go wrong. Um, as Lucerus made his way to Storm's End through the clouds, through literally through the storm, and he sees Vagar, so he, yeah, man. But even when he was just flying, there was just a a feeling of dread like he shouldn't be doing this, he shouldn't be going alone, and. I'm sorry, and I've said it, like, Lacerus is weak. Yeah. You know, he's not, like, and he even said it, he said, I, I can't, I get seasick, I can't be Lord of Driftmark. <laughs> but he's happy to fly over the sea. Oh, yeah. Doesn't get, doesn't get airsick, but, you know, more to the point that, like, 
And I wish they'd put this in because there's a bit in the book where uh, Baratheon's daughter taunt or just or Lucerus taunts Aemond again. And uh, Baratheon's daughter kind of makes a comment basically saying, you're, you're going to let him punk you out like this? And that's what Aemond kind of where he gets mad and he wants to take him out right there. And Boros Baratheon's like, uh-uh, not, not in my house. No. Um, yeah, it's... Like, I don't care what you do, just not here. It, it was kind of surprising to see how quick... Well, it wasn't really once you found out that there was actually terms made by the Greens to House Baratheon, but that, like, Lucerus came empty-handed. <laughs> it, I mean, it, kind, it was kind of insulting. You kind of get the point. Um, like, you've literally just brought me a note to remind me of our loyalties. You're yeah. not offering me anything. I mean, that's kind of who the Baratheons are. Like, Robert, Stannis, Renly, kind of what they do. Like, you got to give them something. Yeah, I actually, I want to see more of uh, Boris Baratheon. I, like, I got some Robert vibes from him. Oh, yeah, like, Screaming for his, for the maester, like, weren't <laughs> yeah. you taught to read? Um, and as neutral as he tried to be, it was clear that he'd chosen his side, but it was still kind of honorable that he wouldn't allow blood to be spilled in his hall. So that at least saved Lucerus, or at least bought Lucerus a little bit of time, just not enough. Because it would have angered the gods. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, Lucerus did meet his demise um, very abruptly. And it, again, a callback to the first episode where, if you remember the scene in the crypt right in front of Balerion's skull, Viserys says to Renera, he says, we are fools to think we can control dragons. Yeah. And you see Aemond and Lucerus tell their respective dragons, obey me. And you see Lucerus's dragon, I think it was... Uh, Vermax. No, Arax. Arax. Basically just decide, you know what, fuck it. I'm going after Vagar. <laughs> you crazy. And launch Dragonfire at Vagar. And you hear Lucerus saying, what are you doing? Basically screaming at him not to. And I I think Eamon was going to just go back to to, uh, to King's Landing. Like, he at that point was just like, you know what? To hell with this. I'm going home. And at the same time, Vagar is like, the audacity of this fucking dragon here. Vagar decided to go into business for himself and have a little snack. Yeah. And like you see Aemon try and tell him, you know, or tell her, 
hey, don't stop, stop. Yeah, Eamon wanted to scare him but not kill him. Oh, yeah. Because he knew... Cat with a mouse. Yeah, he knew he would be responsible for really kick-starting the war. Um, So His his expression told it all. Like, when it happened, like, he's looking at the body of Lacerys fall and the pieces of Arax fall. And he's just thinking, like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, and from what I uh, saw, this is very much how it happened in the book. Yeah. Eamon, you know, went after him on the dragon. Um, I'm not sure if the dragons disobeyed them in the books, but there was combat in the air, of course, and that led to the death of Arax and Lucerus. But one thing they did leave out that was in the book was one of Boris's daughters, um, Maris, apparently taunting Eamon. Which just made him even more yeah. angry. Yeah, because uh, Lacerus kind of said something that basically was punking him out. And she's like, you're, you're going to let him get away with this? I believe the line was, did Lucerus take your balls as well as your eye? Yeah. <laughs> um. So you can kind of understand that one, but in this in the series, I don't think he needed anything to provoke him. Like he he hated Lucerus. Yeah. Like all he wanted was his eye. That's all he yeah, wanted. that's all he wanted, just an eye. <laughs> and basically saying, "I'm going to take it to my mother." Yeah. You know, you have Aegon who has daddy issues, and you have Aemond who has mommy issues. And also, he wants to be like his uncle. Yeah. Uncle? Yeah. Uncle... Oh, the lineage again. Great uncle? Double uncle. Damon. He wanted to be like Damon. <laughs> yeah. Like, are, are we sure he's not Damon's son? <laughs> like, yeah, right. Are you sure about that? Like, he's nothing like his, he's nothing like his father, nothing like his grandfather. I mean, in all fairness... Aegon is nothing like his father either. Aegon is a lecherous little bastard. Yeah. Um, so that was the big climax to uh, the final episode of the season was, of course, Lucerys' death, which naturally will light a fire inside Rhaenyra, as we saw from her final expression. There's a there's a line in the books that says, quote, and the, and the storm stopped and dragons danced yeah um as the maesters was would say and when felt a common phrase yeah but not their official words not their official words <laughs> and you see and i will say and i think it was so well done <clears throat> you see the zooming in on emma darcy's face and you just see the tear the single tear rolled down. But you also see a rage. Oh, yeah. Boiling. And for the first time, I kind of saw a little uneasiness from Damon. Like, he really didn't want to break this news to her because even though he wants open war, he knows what this is going to do to her. Like, all at the same time, like, he does love Renera. 
And like that's her baby. Like I I think even Renera knew sending him was not a good idea. No. Sending either of them wasn't a good idea. Like even though Winterfell is relatively safe, we, we know the Starks are the good guys. And at the, it, but at the same time, Lacerius is more capable. Yeah. Of the two. And like, she loves her children. Like, it's very, very warm and loving towards them. I think maybe, if anything, maybe Damon should have gone to Storm's End. Yeah. Not only do you not know what you're expecting on the other end, but it is a pretty dangerous flight if you're going through a storm, literally. He should have gone with him. Yeah. Either way, don't go alone. Like, don't. he didn't... But he couldn't... It... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he couldn't have known he was going to walk into Aemond and Vagar, but you still don't know what to expect when you're calling somebody to war. Yeah. And you're basically saying, hey, remember when you pr- when you promised to my mother? Yeah. It it was kind of like when John met Daenerys. He was like, remember when your house pledged for my house centuries ago? John's like, that was centuries ago. Yeah. Different time. Different time, different circumstances. There's zombies coming. Yeah. There, 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 there's dead guys coming. Um. So whether some people may feel like the finale was anticlimactic because there wasn't like a huge spark of war or anything but there, we did we did get a major death um we got corliss valerian back yeah i didn't think we were gonna get him back because he made it seem like he was dead at one point and you know you kind of wonder like well what side is he gonna be on like thankfully he made that one perfectly clear too one thing the finale did achieve is we want more yeah <laughs> and we, want, we want it now and <laughs> I will say, like, he was the sole voice of reason in that room. Like, yeah. he's basically telling Renera, hey, this treason can't stand. And at the like, same time, you're kind of outnumbered unless you call some banners. And to hear him say, like, hey, we control the Stepstones. Yeah. You didn't really realize how big that was until they showed the map. And he was like, we've cut off the uh, All supplies. And like before that, you think, yeah, this isn't looking good for Team Black. And then when he basically tells her everything that they control, you're just like, OK, right. Like that's, that's an advantage. Like maybe, you know, we don't have the lords, but, you know, we, we, we we've got the, 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 the fleets. We've got more dragons. And we don't have the Lannisters, but to hell with the Lannisters. <laughs> so I think they could have used another episode somewhere in the series to kind of yeah. spread it out a little bit. And I really think that episode nine should have been the finale and the the actual finale should have been the first episode of the next season. The The editing of the two could have been a little different, like. Don't get me wrong, the scenes that we got between 9 and 10 were were fantastic. But yeah. I, I, I would have put them in kind of different order. Like, Yeah. It was good. What we got were, was very well done. It was a fantastic season. 
And this, the mark of a great series is leaving people wanting more. And we're, I mean, we're getting it. I don't think HBO realized how popular this was going to be. No, it, it was a gamble um, with the sour it's taste clear. that was left on everybody from season eight. Thank you, it, Dave and Dan. Yeah, Dumb and Dumber. It was always going to be a gamble bringing back this universe, but people gave it a chance, thankfully, and it paid off. Oh, it paid off in gold dragons. <laughs> and um, I, a lot of people are saying, well, rush it through, rush it through. No, don't rush it through. Because that's what happened with Game of Thrones. Yeah. I think, like, if you don't think they're writing the episodes... I guarantee you, after the numbers of the first episode aired and came in, HBO and they greenlit, they probably said, okay, get writing. Yeah. I mean, they probably, they probably honestly were already writing. But what people need to realize, let's look at the process of what has to happen. More than likely, most of the cast was only signed on for the one season. Because that's what they knew they were getting. There's probably options for additional. So you have to probably rework contracts. You have to... Pay more. You have to location <laughs> scout. You have to do wardrobe. You have to do... You know, There's so much technical stuff that has to be done in order to get everything going. So two years is... is probably right yeah and i imagine now that they know that the show is popular they're already planning season three maybe season four as well i gotta imagine there's probably gonna be four yeah i think four is what they are committed to what george martin has said they need four seasons of 10 episodes each and that's fine we've got plenty of other stories to tell from this universe after that like we've mentioned a few there's there's so much lore right, that they could go. I mean, there's Aegon's Conquest, which personally I would love to see. There's the yeah. Dorn Wars. Like, people don't realize Dorn didn't become part of the Seven Kingdoms until, like, shortly before this started. Yeah. It's crazy. This series came from. Not even a novel, it was a history book. Yeah. Fire and, and Blood. Like, not even a huge chunk of it either. And I like the fact that they're taking liberties with it by saying it was written by maesters whose information isn't exactly reliable all the time. So exactly. we can change some things, we can give you some surprises, such as, like, Rhaenyra didn't actually crash the coronation in the book. No. Yeah, Rhaenyra at Rhaenys didn't uh, crash the coronation. Cool. Um, Great scene. Great scene. I love the coronation scene. Everything about it was just epic. Probably one of my favorite scenes of the series. If you rewatch that scene, Aemond was the only one that didn't cower. Like, he stood there like... Bring it. Makes sense. Aegon hid hid behind his mother. Of course he did. (laughs) And even Alicent, too, was almost accepting of her fate she was just like get it over with like just do it um but yeah that 
was probably my favorite scene of the series. Because, like, you wanted to do Like, you know she's not going to do it because we wouldn't have a series after that. Yeah, and even oh. though we don't want Aegon to be crowned, this whole scene is epic. Like, you want her to do it. You want you want her to just think, come on, just do it. <laughs> do it. You know you want to do it. And she did. Rainey's wanted to do it. Yeah. We still haven't had a full taste of dragon combat. We, we thought we were going to get it in this final episode. We got a little bit of dragon combat, but there's going to be so much more as the series goes on now. And I will say, like, the cast has been everybody... It's been fantastic. You know, uh, Reese Eifens as Otto Hightower has been I- incredible. Like, I wasn't sure because, you know, he does a lot of, like, comedic shit. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't and, do many serious roles, but when he does, he's great. Oh, yeah. Uh, Emma D'Arcy, I, I wasn't sold on her her first couple episodes, but the finale, I thought she was incredible. Yeah, it I think it took a lot of adjusting too because um, Millie Alcock was so brilliant oh, in yeah. those first few episodes. Like that Emily was three as L, as young Alice. Yeah, like, both both young actresses were brilliant in those first few episodes and really set the bar very high for uh, Emma and Olivia Cook, who again was brilliant too. Like, uh, there's there's definitely going to be some Emmy nominations for for this series. Um, and it's a see, crime if Viserys doesn't get one, if Paddy Considine doesn't get one. Oh yeah, I, I think you're looking at him for best best actor in a drama. I, yeah, I gotta think Emma Darcy is probably gonna get a best actress nomination. Oh, she'll definitely get a nomination. I wouldn't be surprised if she won too because she has she's really gone for it. Yeah, just this, just the finale. I think she was absolutely. Was her best episode. Yeah. I think. That was probably the only episode. Where I wasn't making comparisons to Millie. Like I just accepted. That's Rhaenyra right now. Like because you see that. She loves her children. And like you feel like. She had a absolutely. Shitty couple days. (laughs) Yeah. That line where she goes to Auto Tower, Auto High Tower, and she basically tells him, she says, "You're no hand. You're no hand of the king." Like, just ripping, ripping the the badge off of him and just chucking it. Yeah, you're a traitor. And he just stood there. He stood there and took it. I mean, he knows if they attack, they're going to get retaliation. But he also probably knows, eh, they've got a bunch of these pens back in Kingsland. They're going to just get a new one. Yeah. I, have, like, I, I got one sticking around somewhere. Even Daenerys managed to have one made, and she's never seen one before. Yeah, like how, how did she know? <laughs> like, how did she know what it looked like? I'm not sure if it's right, but I had this made. Wait, that's exactly right. How did you know that? Yeah, like, is it in a book somewhere? Like, how, how do you know? You have never seen that pin before in your life. I mean, you didn't get the color right, but more or less. Yeah, I mean, the design was there. I guess they just kind of forgot about it. I thought, like, I kind of half expected her to take it and put it on, like, one of her people. That's what I was expecting from Minera, but to just like, toss it in the sea. If you're her, who, who do you name his hand? 
Ah, I mean, it's me. I'm I'm pinning it on Corliss Valerian. Yeah, that's a good strong choice. Damon obviously would be no, that's your a good military Valerian. expert. Valerian choice, not a strong choice. <laughs> Sometimes we never know who's strong and who's not. Sometimes it's very obvious. Yeah. Um, I think Eric would have been a good shout too. Oh yeah, he's very loyal. Loyal to a fault. Um, and the difference in the crowns too was kind of important because Aegon oh, yeah. is wearing the rusty steel looking crown that the original Aegon wore in his conquest whereas oh, 100 years ago yeah and Rhaenyra has been given her dad's crown the golden one which I think it, it is very telling like what surprised me was like I think the reason that they put on they put Aegon's crown on Aegon or the, sorry, as the crown of the conqueror, as they called it, was to show people that this is the king. Yeah. You know, whereas Viserys' crown it was a symbol. I don't know. Like, I, I think it was more appropriate to do it this way. Viserys' crown also has the Targaryen's sigil on it. So as that was made for his family. Yeah. Whereas... Aegon's crown is like kind of ugly looking thing. Yeah, it's just a ring of metal. It's a wish.com crown. <laughs> uh, so again, we don't know exactly what's to come. Even if you've read the history book, there's going to be some changes because they like to surprise us and the maesters aren't reliable. We want more. We want more. It doesn't feel like the end, but it is, unfortunately. Um, so I want to know where I two years. Yeah. It's been strange to talk about the world of Westeros again, but it's been good. It has been. You know, it's been a really nice change. Um, you know, I, I personally like this series better. I think it's been very well done. Um, you know, people say, oh, well, you know, season one of Game of Thrones, they had to introduce you to the world and the characters. Well, they had to do that with this because there are locations we'd never seen. We never saw Storm's End. Actually, no, we didn't. It was always mentioned, but never seen. Uh, all we knew was that it was the seat of, you know, the Baratheon, well, one of them, because... <clears throat> Before Daenerys, they had Storm's End and Dragonstone. Yeah, you know, I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think Stannis was the Lord of Dragonstone. Renly was the Lord of Storm's End. Yeah, uh, and we also got to see the Dragon Pit intact. Yeah, before it was destroyed, uh, as opposed to an open air stadium. <laughs> Um, so, any final words before we depart this Westeros world? Shit, shit just got real. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dragons are coming. And the war is on. Like, because, you know, Rhaenyra just lost her, she lost her father, lost her throne, lost her son. Her yeah. Daughter. 
you know she's going to blame the high towers for the death of her of two of her children. I mean, in a way, she's not wrong. No. And I think she's about to go mad queen. Yeah, hopefully not fully mad. Not Daenerys mad queen. No. But, but pissed off queen. Oh, yeah. She, she <laughs> She's about to fuck shit up. Uh, can't wait, but we have to. And it's going to be two years, but I'm sure it's going to be well worth the wait. So... Thank you for joining us on Throne Zone this season. We will, of course, see you for Throne Zone Season 4 when the next chapter in The House of the Dragon finally arrives. Once again, make sure you like and subscribe. Follow us at Throne Zone UK on Twitter. And, of course, Throne Zone comes under the Max Wrestling umbrella on SoundCloud. And now, our watch has ended.